Yes, thank you. <laughs> a good comedian <laughs> wouldn't feel the need to add that bit at the end. He would just assume that the audience gets it. I'm like Bojack Horseman, bro. I'm like, you have to explain it. Yeah, do you get my joke? Okay, do cool. you get the joke about the? <laughs> what about some of that earlier stuff? I think that some of that flew over your head. <laughs> Should I write back and tell him I got the joke? <laughs> um, Danny, do you have any? Uh, do you ever find? Do you ever get stressed? Uh, I find you get stressed out. I've had some anxiety, you know, from time to time. What um? What kind of th- What kind of? What kind of things do you do to help control your stress when you're feeling when you're feeling angry? You feel aggressive. Like you might just just so angry, you might just turn green. Um, Hulk out. If I was to specifically turn green, yeah, I'd. Uh... Well, no, I want a real life <laughs> situation. <laughs> oh, now you put me on the spot. I can't think of anxiety. I suppose I, I might punch a pillow. I don't think I've ever punch have... a pillow. Yeah, that think... doesn't sound satisfying at all. <laughs> I don't think I ever have. Because that's got a pillow, no like. But... That's got no. That's got too much give. Yeah, but if you put a kid in there, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> squeals and everything but to you and everyone around you just punch in a pillow if anything you're being sensible about the thing that you're breaking exactly um have you ever like have you ever like accidentally broken something out of anger yes what what a terrible because i've done that like and the 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 speed that you're like the second you do it that your brain goes from like this is what i want to do right now like i want to throw this thing at that thing and then the second you do it and one of them breaks and you're just like, fuck, like what an right. idiot. Like, why did I do that? I've just made everything worse. <laughs> like, and then you get angry at yourself. Yeah, like I fucking, or like dumb shit. Yeah, just dumb shit where you hit something and it breaks and you're just like, fuck, like fuck. Because yeah. now you just have to deal with that. And then when someone goes like, oh, hey, I heard that thing break. Like, what, were you going to come up with some kind of excuse? I dropped it. I fell. <laughs> I, I dropped fell it. into it. But Scott, it's nailed to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had the hammer in my other hand when I dropped it. <laughs> it just... I was walking up the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad, that's why, I mean, but I feel like that's, that's a young, immature thing to do. Yeah. Like, now that I'm older, I've gotten, I've gotten the hang of that sort of, because I think when you're a teenager and things happen and you get that, like, built up like you don't know what to do with all that emotion so you're just like oh i'm just gonna throw this thing <laughs> and then it just makes things a thousand times worse and you have to go to your mom and be like oh yeah no i f- i fell on my phone and the phone broke and i need a new phone <laughs> <laughs> i didn't chuck it at the wall and it broke the wall and also the phone <laughs> oh dear i couldn't think of anything specific i've broken i'm not a typically angry person no i i used to be i feel like i'm not anymore i feel like i'm pretty pretty like relaxed in terms of actual anger these days i still get stressed out Hmm. but every day i'm stressed out oh yeah (laughs) every day every day is a fucking roller coaster (laughs) you should make a bloody movie about me mate (laughs) every day is another thing that i'm like oof and they can be small things where you wake up and you go, well, that hurts and that shouldn't hurt. Or it can mm. be a big thing. You look at the news and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that doesn't look good at all. Yeah. Do you have that You have that thing where, like, you you, you wake up and you're ill and, like, you've got, like, a blocked up nose and you're just like, oh, I'm going to just think back to the time <laughs> where, like, my nose wasn't blocked up. And my... when my nose isn't blocked up anymore, I'm going to appreciate that every day. <laughs> but, like, sometimes I have that with, like, 
if something like breaks and I'll just be like, oh god, remember the time where it wasn't broken? I wish I was still living in that uh, time. I wish I, had, I wish I hadn't thrown it against yeah. the wall and I told my mum that I broke that in the wall. It was a better time. My my specific, I, I I'm a bit ill at the moment, and this this earlier this week, my very weird example of like a symptom of being ill, not like a, a proper illness symptom, but just like my awareness of myself was that I could feel all of my teeth in my gums. Oh. Does that seem feel weird? Yeah, like, that's that's. The... I feel it maybe not feel. I was very conscious of all of my teeth in my gums. Like I, it's weird to think that, like I suddenly realised that they were kind of like they're like jagged in there, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Like just it was like <laughs> it was so weird that it's like I've never really thought about it. I can't wait to go back to the time where I've never thought about my teeth being in my gums. Like did they did they just feel like really solid? Like what do you mean? Yeah, it just feels it's like it felt like obviously their teeth are not like, like they're sensitive? No, yeah, they must have been sensitive. Mm. That's why I thought of it. But like obviously obviously you're saying teeth... that would hurt their feelings. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> you're perfectly white. You don't know, offend all how many teeth do you have in your mouth? Uh, not you specifically everyone everyone uh, well I mean people differ don't they <laughs> I don't know I, I think I've got half like my wisdoms are still like sort of growing through did you so. get wisdom teeth yeah I, I think haven't. everyone does don't they touch wood I haven't had mine yet okay I'm um, hoping my, I'm hoping I get through my entire life what was I going to say being but able to say that but it's like you know how like teeth obviously aren't stabbed into your gum that's not they obviously how are you not. <laughs> teeth <laughs> they grow out but like because like they have roots <laughs> because <laughs> they have roots if, if I was very conscious of that's what it felt like it like someone had stabbed my teeth in oh. I don't know I, I think I just must have been like because I, I was ill the roots of my teeth must have been sensitive so I was just more aware that they were attached to my gums but it felt really weird and I was very much like I, I can't wait to appreciate the time where I don't feel that <laughs> and that's my teeth so we're talking about Hulk from 2003 <laughs> <laughs> And what a set of teeth, can I, I know, tell that, you? That conversation went kind of all over the place. And then I turned and looked at the timer and I was like, wow, how have we talked for six minutes already? <laughs> uh, I'll start us off. You want to kickstart? Yeah, let's start us off. Yeah, why not? What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones. And with me, the big green man himself, Scott Morrison. I'm actually wearing a multicolored hoodie. Not, I, would never be caught, I wouldn't be caught dead just wearing green. No. Daddy, no. don't be ridiculous. No, Especially area. not the insanely like bright, Aye. bold green that they colour the Hulk in this movie. Uh, especially in certain areas of Glasgow, walking around in green is not healthy for you. It certainly is not. No. Certainly is not. They'll That'll make you. other people angry. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, we, we obviously uh, Avengers Endgame is out. Everyone's so excited, and it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Oh my gosh! Like they, we did it, guys! Like has um, it beat Avatar yet? Yeah, because oh, James, has. yeah, because James Cameron posted a thing on Twitter today, I think. Oh really? Where it was the Titanic? Is this in poor taste? The Titanic crashing into the Avengers logo, which is in the <laughs> ocean like an iceberg. But that's the Titanic, not Avatar. Because I knew they beat the Titanic, but they were still. Out for Avatar. Oh, of course, because Avatar is the number one one, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck me, I had it in my head that Titanic was number one. No, it's no, uh, but it's Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, because Avatar was in the thing. James Cameron made Titanic, yeah. then didn't make a film for about a decade, and then when he made a film, it was uh, the highest grossing film. It beat its his own yeah. last record. Two films that certainly are fine, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get five more Titanic sequels, so <laughs> film back to back. 
I hear they're going to explore the water. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel that. <laughs> I don't feel the iceberg was developed as a character enough in the first one. I feel like when we get to number four and we really get into the psychology of what it is to be an iceberg. Aye. You all right there? You comfy? Yeah, I'm just... just yeah, just move around. Just make a lot of noise. That's fine. That's good audio. Okay. <laughs> it's good audio. Interactive. Um, so yeah, so Avengers came out and it's doing real good. And uh, obviously we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. We'll yeah. do a kind of like sort of a brief 10 minute little rundown of what we thought of it but um we sort of thought you know why don't we go back yeah why don't we go back to where it all began the titanic the titanic 1918 with an eric banner on board the ship Hmm. as a large green man yeah uh we thought we'd go back to where it all started or sort of around the area where it all started (laughs) i mean nowhere near where it all started (laughs) sort of middle-ish of the road time where things were happening and this is just one of those things and it's the hulk it's ang lee it's not the hulk it's hulk it's ang lee's hulk from 2003 yeah okay are you okay i think i'm okay Okay, i may have just had a stroke sounds like you're sinking trying to get through that entire like the entire statement um i feel like this movie might have melted my brain a little bit yeah yeah because I feel like that just try to keep up with the editing alone. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything left in the tank tonight. <laughs> like I think I think I used all my brain power to just keep up with the transition with the seventeen different camera angles of one sentence that was being delivered at any given time. Um, but yeah, this is definitely this is definitely unique. Yeah, they did. They certainly. They don't make them like they used to. No, because I guess the the best way to put this is this this was the time where superhero films were still kind of auteur endeavors. They were finding their feet. No, they but were, no, that's it. Yeah, they yeah, were auteur, auteur yeah. endeavors. Like, um, they like they made directors came along and made superheroes in their own style. Whereas mm. now it's a bit more. Um, they have to like conform to like the comics and like the, the what the fans are more expecting and stuff but they're back in for better or worse and you could argue either way um i think we could definitely argue either way and i think we will <laughs> um but this is when then um, brian singer was making his x-men and mm. um ang lee was making his Hulk, and sam sam raimi was making his spider-man christopher nola was making his batman and also brian singer was making his superman but it was also someone else's superman yeah Shame he had a, uh, shame he had a lot of involvement in things, and that yeah, he's a bad man. He should great. be gone. He's not really good. But um, yeah, the, I agree. It's like it's it's back when they were still films, yeah, and not superhero films. I feel like, yeah. Whereas now, even like as as much as I love something like Thor Ragnarok, it's it's definitely a Marvel film first. Yeah, I think, and then a Taika Waititi film definitely. second. Um, whereas like back in 2003 like they're just giving Ang Lee the rights to the Hulk and they're just like yeah you do your thing and his thing is like well okay I'll just try and delve into like the psychosis of what it is to be the Hulk (laughs) and I I, I think I think at that time and even now I think there's a lot of people who are like well I would like to see him smash more things is the thing yeah and not just this sort of talking. There's a lot of talking. There is a lot of talking in this film. But I will say, like I, I we we just watched all two hours and twenty minutes of that bad boy. It's a long film. I actually quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
and like there's there's a lot of like it's not a great film by any stretch i even think this whole thing of oh well he tried to kind of delve into into kind of what it is to be the hulk and the the, the psychology of that but he doesn't really get that deep into no. it it's it's always very surface level and a majority of the conversations especially with the dad character can be whittled down to the dad being like well this has been in you all along and now it's just awakened and that's just it's just kind of a variation of that conversation repeated i feel like what struck me watching it because i haven't watched it for a very long time but what struck me watching it this time is it's not about the psychology of the hulk it's something about something really strange for like a hulk film it's about a family feud yeah it's about uh, General Ross and um, Hulk's <laughs> dad, uh, oh, yeah, Hulk, yeah. Hulk's dad, just being uh, fighting each other, and like it's like, and then the two, the next generation of Betty and Bruce, they have to inherit they they're this being inherent yeah. this argument, including literally inheriting an angry monster inside of him mm. that was there before he was born, as like a long-standing family feud often is it's there it's there inside of you before you're even born so it's very on the nose metaphor for like family feud and then just literal family feuds happening and it's kind of strange that Ang Lee would want to make that film and then go yeah why not make it with the Hulk <laughs> like why it's well, very gonna... strange yeah because he right off the bat just seems like an odd director to give a superhero film to yeah because i mean obviously up to this point he hadn't done things like brought back mountain and uh life, life of pie, of pie yeah. but even his filmography before that like he's not really an action director so it seems odd that you would give him this character that is inherently like He's a big man who breaks things. What was his first film? What was Ang Lee's first film? Was it not an action film? I thought it was. I've not actually seen it. It's that, it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon something. Is that him? Oh, that is him. Yeah, Ang Lee is a Crouching Tiger. I've not seen that. Is that not an action film? Yeah, I would think, I've not seen that either. Well, so maybe everything I just said is wrong. So thank you for making me look like a fool, Danny. <laughs> well. No, that's fine. Well, Don't worry. You know, you just look like a fool off air. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I would. Well. <laughs> so there'd be a listener going, well, what about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? So before Hulk, he did Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> now that's definitely, I, 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 now I've not seen that one, but right. I'm going to assume limited guns <laughs> oh you don't know jane he did a film called one. the ice storm uh with kevin klein <laughs> like like the clothes guy like calvin calvin klein, klein. calvin uh, klein's son crouch tiger hidden dragon a film called chosen and then oh no it wasn't a film it was a it was a short film this is confusing. So then, it's Crouching Tiger an action film. Click on that quickly because I'm... Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon uh, is a 2000... What word is that? W-U-X-I-A. It literally means martial heroes. Okay. Uh, is a genre of Chinese fiction concerning the adventures of martial artists in ancient China. Because that's, I think, so I'm going to go ahead and say it's an action film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the film he broke out with, though. Right, that, that was his big favorite. So then film. they were like, 
boom. Yeah. Hulk. So I've gotten when they gave him the Hulk, he was known as a, an action. But then it's still it's still a strange thing to jump from it's martial an odd arts stretch, to, yeah. to Hulk. Like it's still like a, a bizarre jump. Mm. So like the big jumps that Hulk does. He does big jumps, big rubbery jumps. What did you think about it? I I didn't like it. You didn't like it. No. Okay. I appreciate the thing is i don't think i would be able to justify i think it was just like a general enjoyment like i think everything that we're going to talk about is probably going to be a debt like a detriment to the yeah film. but i would like i found the, the just the, the experience of watching it quite enjoyable i mean there is there is something to say about that like the experience of watching it especially because it's like it's such a wacky film it's to just watch. it's just it's so so kind of overly stylized yeah because he's obviously trying to he's i think he's trying to give this kind of comic book sense but that was back before like before that sort of almost became cliche it was like it's like when they brought out the first the original doom film where they were like well because it's from a video game Mm -hmm. we have to put some of it in first person it's like you've i I don't know it's not necessary to bring the medium over when you yeah that's what i was going to say is because he has he, he tries to kind of edit it in this way that you know, where he uses a lot of panels and shots within shots and things to kind of create this comic book sense. But that style doesn't work with the tone yeah. that he set for the whole film. So you end up just with this weird, like... It's not messy. It, it is a little bit messy. It's 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 quite... Some scenes are very jarring to watch because of the way they're shot and the kind of over-stylized nature of them. Is he trying to overcompensate for the fact that a lot of it is just, like, dialogue scenes? Mm. Because you've just got these two characters talking and nothing should really be happening. It should just be a quiet scene. And then the the shots are dancing around the screen going... Sam Elliott's here, now we're here, now we're here, now we're here. Some standouts. Definitely um, the, the sort of crash zoom... (laughs) <laughs> on Nick Nolte's character when he's hiding in the cupboard. Yeah. That is stunning. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick Nolte, a lot of Nick Nolte ones. Nick Nolte, uh, when his eyes, it's like his evil stare. He stares into the camera and then that shot gets pushed up to the top of the screen <laughs> while I several other there. shots proceed to happen. But that that stare stays at the top of the screen and it's so bizarre. Um, there's a scene where Jennifer Connelly is just talking and she's in the middle of a sentence and the camera angle changes just sort of like maybe sort of a few degrees to the right and i'm like why did you need an angle change there <laughs> angle? like there was nothing wrong with how you were filming it ah, why yeah. did we need the the change and <laughs> um, there's a lot of scenes there's like scenes even that are just like moving around that you're like this just doesn't need to be yeah because the, right we now. said that there's a scene where jennifer Connolly and sam elliott are arguing and i'm fairly certain that they they cross the line yeah several times throughout that shot where like where the camera is jumping from one side of the character to the other and it gets very like disorienting to watch because you're like where am i where where are they in the room (laughs) like where are they in relation to each other because the camera won't stay on one shot for more than a second (laughs) so you don't really have time to process like i don't know what you would call it like the 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 geography of the room yeah (laughs) or where they are in relation to each other yeah it's really couldn't yeah, there's a, there's a lot of just like almost trying to jazz up um, what should be slow and quiet scenes, mm. and just let instead of just letting them play. But I think it, it, I mean, it's it's a big film. It's a hefty film. Yeah. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. I do wonder if he there was an element of 
like what you said like they needed to make it seem exciting because it's a comic book movie yeah even though for i'd say about an hour and a half of this it's it's people talking hmm. yeah you would not there's no fucking way in hell this would get made now no because this he would he would show them that script and they would just be like you are missing like a fucking thousand action beats yeah you're telling me we don't see the the hulk for until an like the proper hulk like see him full on for a full hour it's not gonna fly no not anymore like <laughs> no they because would... audiences will get bored like... yeah he was the, so i guess one of the last directors to make a film like this with the superhero genre and i i think now it's too marketable and too, makes too much money for anyone it'll have to go into it'll now have to go to that stage where um superhero um superhero fatigued when there'll be like one last ditch attempts to make money out of superhero mm-hmm. genres by throwing random directors and seeing what sticks mm-hmm um but for now he's uh it's too marketable to do anything risky like Anne lee did it would just be just get on with it do what you're told yeah you direct the actors to good good performances we'll deal with the action don't you worry about that yeah because it's already i mean i know i know i kind of said taika waititi and maybe he his 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 film is definitely i think one of the more stylized um one of the more sort of auteur films in the mcu but i think of something like black panther where they got uh, is it Ryan Coogler? Yeah. Who, like, coming off like the Creed movies, like the Creed, the, the first Creed has a lot, like, a lot of like really like handheld camera movements and a lot of sort of big takes, and there's like a real gritty realism to that film. Like, obviously, it's in the real world, it's Philadelphia, but it it feels really lived in. And then you jump to Black Panther, and it's just it's just a bunch of CGI nonsense. Yeah. Happening, and I feel like anything that made him like a unique voice in terms of directing is kind of removed and i feel that i kind of feel the same way about um i forget his name but the director of spider-man homecoming which oh, is is which yet. is a stylized film they go for that kind of like kind of quite colorful like high school movie Aye. but coming off of cop car which is like a very very subdued really quiet film and he just feels like an odd choice and so it's like, well, why, like, why this? Guy? Like, you could have, you could have just used anyone. You could have just had a fucking no-name guy. Not that I'm saying you should just use like a no-name guy, but do you get what I'm trying to yeah, say? Like, yeah, like what's the point of them like, being here? Yeah, like why are you here? And then if they're saying things like, "Oh, like don't worry about the action, we'll deal with the action," it's like, well, no, because now, now this isn't like a product being ma- being made by an artist. This isn't art being made by an artist. It's a product being made by a fucking factory. Right. No, I absolutely get you. Yeah. And I think that's why I was enjoying watching that because it was so unique. <laughs> he was just allowed to do. He was just allowed to do Ang Lee. Yeah. Which is interesting to watch, even if I didn't think it was any good. There, It's not very good, is, the, is yeah. the thing. Because I think, like, the character, the character of the, the... First of all, I don't feel like you really get a sense, even after two and a half hours... You don't really get a sense of anyone as a character. No, you I don't. don't. Think. I think that's a yeah. really weird part, especially because you've got a fair amount of talent in there. Hmm. Like you, it's really bizarre that you don't get a sense of anyone as a character, and everyone just seems to be bizarrely acting. Like maybe what should be, if you if you'd invested all of that time straight into their character, it would be natural acting. But when you're this disconnected from what's happening by like fucking the screen jumping around and doing some backflips yeah. to try and keep you amused um 
you don't feel invested enough to buy some of the more dramatic acting. Yeah. And as I said before, I felt like a lot of the conversation they were having, it was just the same conversations over and over and over again. Like every conversation that Betty Ross has with her dad, uh, General Ross, <laughs> is you shouldn't keep Bruce Banner locked up. Well, I'm going to do it because he's a danger to everyone. And then, like I said, every conversation that um, Bruce Banner and his father have is, well, this thing has been inside you this whole time. No, 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 no. And then every conversation that Bruce Banner and uh, Betty Ross have is like, I love you. I love you too. No, 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 you're so beautiful. No, no, no. And it's just that. Like, those are the hmm. core kind of conversations that all the characters have. And it doesn't really... It doesn't get any more kind of interesting or in-depth than that. And I think that that's why I could see like a lot of people being put off this film because of how much of that there is. Even it's though it's just you, the same conversations yeah, that you had. Because you want it to be like... You want it to justify its auto state yeah. of like being so stylistic and Lee. But it just... It's weird because it's like you've essentially got Romeo and Juliet here. You've got Faction Lane against Faction Banner, and there's the two star-crossed lovers in the middle, mm. and you don't get a sense of them as a couple. No, I don't not think at all. you really get any solid, quiet moments of those two doing something that you feel is real that you can connect uh. with. It's some like where it's like, I've just hoped out, and now I'm just going to lay my head on your lap, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I guess this is supposed to be a yeah quiet moment but they also seem like they've both never interacted with another human being in their whole entire <laughs> life uh, and up until now it's just been test tubes yeah yeah they do like test tubes there's the classic uh having a beer in the science lab scene yeah you always got to have that in a... <laughs> but they already have a history when you come in and you're like you don't get a sense of that history you don't no. really it doesn't it, for all that time it doesn't build on why they in the fucking like first scene they're just like talking about an auditor that's coming in i <laughs> <laughs> talked a lot about obviously the transitions and stuff but what about that the style is in the colors and the cgi specifically because the hulk's in this isn't he he certainly <laughs> yeah After sometimes he is yeah <laughs> sometimes sometimes he is but you can't see him oh. that's most of the movie yeah um even the the fight at the end like it's quite dark the whole f- we talked about this there's there's like a really bizarre color palette to this film yeah where like the colors seem bright it feels like they pop but then the 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 color overall the sort of cinematography feels like it's muted like the color is muted and it's like it's very it's like a weird like i cannot put my finger on it like yeah, I really can't. Like, it seems like that that green is it's so intensely green, but then the whole film feels like it's shrouded in this kind of murky, yeah, like film almost, like a murky kind of kind of yeah that you're looking through, and it's 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 uh, it's weird to wrap your head around. Well, it's like the underground base that they go to halfway through. It's, it's this weird combination of it's an underground base so it's mm-hmm. kind of dirty and grimy but every single uh, rail handrail and pole and like piece of furniture is like a shiny bright brand new out the ceiling that morning yeah. color that doesn't look like it has actually been there for more than <laughs> a few hours um 
so it's kind of weird. It's, it's got this kind of griminess to it, but it's also got some weird, vivid colors. Mm-hmm. It's probably the probably the idea is to make it comic booky because obviously. Comic well, that was books, what I was thinking. It's like pop yeah. art, so it it pops. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very. Uh, very strange but the thing the is whole... is that even the world the world that it's kind of set in like everywhere they go is just very brown and yeah. bland like there's huge sequence shot in the desert aside from that you've got swamps like you said you've got an underground military base which is just gray like it's not the most kind of interesting the most interesting place that you see is san francisco yeah but even that it's it's like one street you kind of properly get yeah, a sense of it's really... one street because when he's on the bridge when he's on the golden gate bridge it's shrouded in fog <laughs> we couldn't get the whole bridge that day yeah we couldn't afford it <laughs> and you know the bridge he never comes out of his trailer until it's absolutely necessary I know. <laughs> a, that san francisco bridge is such a diva <laughs> it's just always alcatraz in the background rolling his eyes <laughs> that classic double act <laughs> Um, but what the Hulk himself it's like I feel like they could have done a lot to like just intense uh, to like lower the intensity of the green for the Hulk mm. to make him seem like he actually is in the environment part of the environment because yeah. I feel like the CGI Hulk is not too bad for its time it's, it, 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 it's there's bits where there's bits where it definitely st- sticks out as bad but the I feel like st- stuck out to me in particular is when the, the rocks fall on top of him yeah. and when he's pushing his way out of the rocks it's very clear that like the rocks are being moved independent of the CGI Hulk. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is, there is like, the, especially with the, how, as, as we've said, how green it is. Like, if they'd lowered the intensity, it would have blended into the environment more. But as, like, a, an early 2000s film, and so, certainly, like, late 90s, early 2000s, certain CGI things you can see that are, like, do not stand up. It's actually, I was like, oh, this, it, it still looks, like, I'm, I'm still watching it, and I'm still not taken out by, like, how bad it is. Yeah. Um, it's still it's still really watchable and like it, it there's like our times where it genuinely does seem like it's part of the environment yeah did you find like the character of the Hulk he never really he never really struck me as all that angry no I felt like especially when he becomes the Hulk he always f- feels very like in control of the situation yeah whereas I think something that, that and let's face it like the MCU stuff they they fucking get Hulk way better than this gets Hulk, but you know when there's this, a real sense of in the scenes in say like Avengers the first time he turns into the Hulk where he genuinely loses control yeah and the Hulk is just on this mad rampage you never get a feel for that in this film it always feels like they always feel like the same character Bruce Banner and yeah. the Hulk they always feel like Bruce Banner's like I need to get to Betty Ross. Oh, now I'm angry. I've turned into the Hulk, but the Hulk's goal is still to get we need to, to get yeah. to Betty Ross. Whereas, th- I think the MCU movies do it well of making them feel like two different characters. Yeah. Um, with like different goals and different ambitions. <laughs> I guess if you want to put it that way. Aye. Um, well, I'm- that's what it's what it's based off of, isn't it? It's based off Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. So it kind of being like the same thing, except this time he's large and green yeah same character is not quite the sort of Jekyll and Hyde uh, character that the Hulk's based off it of. makes him seem a lot more like a superhero yeah because it's like okay well this is his this is how this is his superpower is that he turns into this rather than huge monster burden. rather than yeah rather than feeling like if this thing gets loose 
it's got a mind of its own. It's mm. got its own fucking agenda. Um, I definitely, yeah, I just never got a sense that there. Were, even the scenes where he does turn angry, or when he like when they're trying to make Eric Bana angry, like you never really feel like he's he's angry. Mm. Like he's always just a bit like, oh god damn it, and then suddenly he's just like, oh, I'm fucking freaking. <laughs> <out."> <laughs> But, uh, Eric Banner seems like a really chill guy in real life. And he also turns back into Eric Banner very easily. Yeah. Very, very easily. <laughs> Which again, it just it always feels like he Eric it always feels like Bruce Banner's in control of the situation. Even when he's the Hulk, which mm. I don't think I mean obviously the Hulk has now developed in the MCU so so much that he does have control of that situation. Yeah. But I think for for like early days Hulk, there should be more of that he's out of my control yeah. sense. And I just don't feel like you get that in this film at all. I no, I totally agree. I he's... did you did you find it quite weird, like because the, the movies of the movies don't really tackle you know, the MCU stuff, like it never really goes in it never really tackled like how he becomes the Hulk. Yeah. So it almost feels like the story of how he becomes Hulk feels like such a almost distant memory at this point that I found it weird seeing it in this movie. Yeah. Like the origin story of the Hulk. Like I kind of forget that he has an origin story almost. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a, he's just not born with it. He just yeah. woke up one day. Well, it is, it's weird because that's, this film is why they haven't bothered to retell this origin story. Mm. They, uh, in the Incredible Hulk, they kind of just relegate it to like, the opening credits is oh there's you know some stuff happened uh-huh. you know and now he's the Hulk and then the Mark Ruffalo one uh, obviously supposed to be the same as the Edward Norton but even that one you're just like it's just the Hulk I don't even think it's weird that whole situation yeah I don't feel like if I I genuinely I don't think if I was to go back and rewatch all the MCU movies I don't I don't know if I would include Incredible no, Hulk I think I I'd wouldn't. just skip it I think Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo are such separate people it's almost ridiculous to include it. Yeah, because we were talking about it earlier. It's ridiculous to think that they're meant to be the same character because in The Incredible Hulk, you've got fucking Edward Norton parkouring across the rooftops of a favela, like shooting military guys. I'm like, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner <laughs> could never do that. He never. He is useless outside of the Hulk. Like that's such a funny idea. Um, yeah, they have him have Mark Ruffalo doing parkour. Mark Ruffalo action star. Like yeah. Um, it is bizarre and also it's kind of strange because they may like if you were to include Incredible Hulk you'd have to ask like whatever happened to Betty Ross yeah like who was so synonymous with being like a uh, the Hulk's love interest um, then Mark Ruffalo was just like no I think I'm more into this Black Widow oh no I'm not really uh, do you know what I'll just I'll just be the Hulk yeah I won't worry about my love life too much do you think it's weird that they they've just not bothered tackling I, that wish they had yeah i wish they'd done something yeah because i feel like uh, derailing slightly that they spend a lot of age of ultron building up that relationship between two and i did think that if if they were going to do something there there could be interesting stuff they could do with it yeah i like the idea i mean it's pretty fucking clunky and yeah like it feels very it does but the idea of her considering herself a monster and therefore relating to Mm -hmm. bruce Banner, who literally is a monster it's a really cool idea if someone just got the right moment to actually do something mm. with it. It just seems odd that they, even if if people weren't into it, it feels unfair to just not even acknowledge that it was yeah. a thing, that it was a story that was set up. Because they even utilize it a little bit in um, Thor Ragnarok. 
Because him hearing Black Widow's voice is what turns him back from the Hulk yeah. after two years. Which is a nice idea. But then you get nothing. You get nothing from them. And obviously, in obviously Infinity is... War or Endgame. And there's none. Infinity War was already so fucking long. You're telling me we couldn't have like a two minute scene well, they, they where they just. It. Yeah, which apparently they did. Yeah, and I'm like, they filmed it. You cut anything else out and yeah. just get that in there. Like, um, it's some something. Just something to round off their relationship. It seems that with all the um, payoff Infinity War and Endgame have, you can have one little thing that is just like them like coming to the end of that relationship yeah. even if it's a mutual understanding of we were never gonna work out you and me um even if it's that them coming to that mutual understanding because yeah. they even they kind of acknowledge it in infinity war because they yeah when they say hello to each other yeah it's like yeah there's, they, they acknowledge there's an awkwardness between them but there's nothing's result oh. yeah i find it i find it bizarre like i said i get if people weren't into it but i just i just i don't know i think in terms of the the story like well you did do it so it, you might as well just take a moment yeah. to just own it acknowledge, yeah, yeah own it acknowledge that maybe it wasn't the best decision round it off that's move what I said. on make it the yeah. narrative yeah just like say oh it wasn't the best decision that's okay then in the story they'll decide it wasn't the best decision yeah. done but but nah just skip it it's fine actually it's weird of all this film that I don't have that much to say about Ang Lee's Hulk I feel like it's because it was just too much of a stretch to be that invested in it as a film itself like there is stuff going on and like you could talk about the story elements like his uh, weird relationship with his father and his father accidentally killing his mother and then there's like this whole science experiment going back and I, but like I just feel like throughout the whole film I was just very aware of how little I cared about any of the yeah. actual personal stuff and it's it, like I feel like what I was hoping when re-watching this is that the personal stuff would get me involved mm. enough to go look I know Hulk isn't like a good like superhero Hulk yeah. film but it's a really cool character piece with all the character like with um, all the relationships between all of the people but it's just not it's just boring and flat and wooden and nobody speaks like a real human and everybody yeah. doesn't act like a real human and they all seem bored yeah everybody everybody doesn't seem like they want to be there yeah there's I mean, no sense of levity at all ever there's no. no scene where people act like people and maybe have a bit of a joke or there, but there's no humanizing <laughs> bit which means that you don't really care if betty ross and um bruce banner like each other yeah. who the fuck cares they certainly don't yeah it just happens it's like well these are the couple that's supposed to be together because they're the the male the and main the female couple, yeah. and, you know if if they weren't trying to have sex then what what we all do we all might as well go <laughs> home um i will say i did love um nick nolte's sort of shakespearean-esque <laughs> speech at the end where they literally shoot that scene as if he is on a stage just delivering a per like the performance of a lifetime where he's just screaming at bruce banner and then just turns and he's just screaming yeah he's meant to be screaming at the soldiers but he's just sort of screaming at the camera <laughs> and i was like i love this this is this is great he he fucking just always owns like uh, he's owns least, his roles like, i guess uh, he's at least going for it even uh, though you kind of like his introduction's weird he's, you just get the back of his head yeah and it's just uh, and she's like Ross. oh where's betty and he's like betty's dead <laughs> i'm the new janitor like that would raise so many alarms i love it. if someone was that blunt with you about someone who's died and it's a uh I don't even know because at that point they're hiding the identity from the audience who this person is. Like, I don't know why. They just reveal it. The next scene he's in, they just reveal it. And then yeah. it's not like 
Bruce Banner goes, wait, you were the janitor. He's just like, oh, who are you? What's yeah. That? Do you like, um, do you like Hulk dogs? <laughs> do you like the Hulk dogs? I mean, it's weird that... Because that's the kind of scene that, that's like the one bit that I properly remember. Yeah. Was Hulk dogs, yeah. Um, I think it's weirdly sort of over the top for a film that's taken itself so seriously. So seriously, yeah. Like a Hulk dog poodle is in it. <laughs> and yet, that's not really a joke or anything it's just kind of like no it's a sincere like yeah. villain for him to fight yeah <laughs> that's actually one of the obstacles he has yeah. to go against um it's a it's a dog it's a hulk and it's also the po- a poodle so Keep it's up. it's it's bizarre but in, it's not it's not a particularly exciting scene no. for being the bit that i kind of remember it's it's nothing well, he, he almost kind of just defeats him like uh-huh. he's, it's like he's he's fighting them, and then he's really, really struggling to take him down, and then he just eventually goes, "I'll use, oh, I know, I'll use my Hulk strength," <laughs> and then I'm he defeats. <laughs> Sometimes I forget I'm the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that character also who, uh, who just he accidentally dies. Um, who was throughout the whole film and I was just like he kept coming up in random scenes and it's like 20 minutes apart these scenes this yeah, character like, comes in he wants to he wants to monetize like the Hulk's power and I was just like who are you I think who, we might have cares? been I think we might have been talking through his introduction yeah scenes. but look his, his scenes are like really like like far apart yeah so that when he does walk because there's a bit he he's like the first time we properly see bruce banner turn into the hulk he's there he's the one provoking and making him angry and it's not like it's not until like the prison that he gets cut into the prison that that character returns and you're like you're here again what do you want what do you who are you and what do you want with us fucking we were talking about bizarre edits earlier his death scene is probably (laughs) the most bizarre (laughs) so he he loads up a grenade launcher fires it at the hulk it bounces off the hulk's fucking impeccable abs <laughs> bounces right the fuck off them and into the wall behind him and then explodes and then you see it's like a cutout of him so it's like yeah he kind of goes to turn and run and he's like ah oh. and then he freeze frames but the rest of the film so the explosion happens sort of around like you said this sort of cardboard cutout version of him and i was like what was that <laughs> Like, such a bizarre choice to make. Remember but there's a, a Rubik's Cube edit? There is a Rubik's Cube edit, which is very fucking bizarre. It's like, it's like someone edited it on, like, Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> and they were just like, oh my god, Ali, have you seen all of these features? That I do Windows like the dissolves where it's... Do you remember there was the one that was just a ripple effect for no reason? <laughs> it's like he got PowerPoint and he was just playing about with it. Like, I, there's like there's also one transition where it's like a small bit of a an army truck um, just running across the desert in front of a, a bigger like shot of something else, and then they, that that um, shot just starts moving across the screen for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from right side to the left side, and you're like. What, why why is it moving i don't understand why what what is it adding to the story I think that it has to move there's definitely a reason we've never seen that style of editing again <laughs> yeah because it's too much um, do, you know, do you know what i think the, the biggest problem is you're just distracted you're not yeah. actually paying attention to what's in the shots you're just distracted by these Baffled weird edits by the bizarre edits there going oh. on. um there was something i had in mind to say and i've a fucking it's totally gone <laughs> but there was something we were talking about it's it's gone. The oh yeah, the the one of the transitions I did like was the kind of the 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 cells that sort of move and then turn into the scene. 
Um, that kind of like weird. It's like a weird dissolve effect kind of thing. I don't know if you remember it. I don't remember it specifically. Mm. It was bizarre, but I liked it. I remember was into it. he's looking back at memories of Betty Ross. This is Bruce Banner, and he brings out his, you know, your your Kodiak pouch. You know, uh, when you go, you make, remember that time you used to take pictures. Oh, he does. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck. So, God damn, so, we were talking about memorable ones. We missed like the best one. Yeah. So rewind, listener, rewind back twenty years when you had to take a photo. You <laughs> took your disposable camera. You took and then you you took all your photos. Presume they turned out okay. I assume so. Um, and then uh, you take it to a person, and that person <laughs> takes about six weeks to print off your photo and bring them back. And then you open up that pouch, and so he's opening up that pouch. He picks up one of his photos of him and Betty Ross, and then the picture just comes to life. And that's now you're in that scene. So surreal. <laughs> it is like they it, had. They, it's like I, Harry Potter. It, well, at first I was like, oh, like because he's looking at the photo and it's a still photo, and then the photo starts to move while it's in his hand and he's looking at it. Uh, the photo starts to move. <clears throat> And I was like, oh, Father Harry Potter in it. But then the camera slowly zooms in to the photo and then the scene becomes <laughs> what was in the photo, which is like, a, it's an interesting editing technique, but it's so jarring when the photo starts moving still in the shot. Yeah. Like, you're still looking at Eric Bana, looking at the photo <laughs> and the photo starts moving. And I was like, why is he not reacting to that? That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I... <sighs> There's there's almost nothing I can say in praise of the film, to be totally honest. Yeah. I think it was more just the kind of nostalgia fact. Not even nostalgia. I think it was just the kind of like, oh, this is fun to rewatch. Yeah. Because it's a, just a product of another time when they were still taking chances on filmmakers' visions. And it wasn't just a factory-produced thing anymore. But the, unfortunately, this is also why one of the reasons why they stopped They taking. stopped letting... Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fair. But you know what i'll I, I to be honest i like i would take that over a black panther any day <laughs> yeah at least it's interesting <laughs> at to least watch. it's interesting to watch it's interesting it's like, to look at, like there's uh, a lot more to kind of i think talk about in terms yeah. of that autourism at least it's made like, some interesting choices where black panther hasn't re- mm. except maybe like in terms of design and style uh, outside of that in terms of story it's it's just and if you liked Black Panther that's awesome good on you but I, I just didn't <laughs> I mean I, I liked it when I saw it in the cinema yeah I mean I, I enjoyed the process of watching it <laughs> it's one of those we things. love a process don't we uh, it's like a, a compliment it was the compliments like well I wasn't bored there you go so should we just talk about Endgame now yeah let's just, <laughs> <laughs> let's just stop this for while we're all here whole, yeah um, we haven't actually spoken about it no because this is the first time we've hung out since we both saw it yeah and then we just didn't bring it up because we knew we'd be talking about it on here aye um, so I guess first reaction what did you think of Avengers Endgame I like it a lot I like it a lot too yeah and do you know what I feel like the more I think about it the more I like it I think so I've seen it twice at this point the first time I saw it I genuinely almost didn't know what to think it is. Do you know? I I came out and the first thing I said, I went and saw it with Benedict, and the first thing I said was that was exhausted. Yeah. I didn't mean in a even necessarily in a bad way, but it was like a lot. Yeah. The film is a lot. I saw it with a friend of the podcast, Jamie Boyle, and he seemed to have the, just this instant like, like he was like, oh, that was amazing. Like I loved it, and I was. I, I think like there was that kind of thing of like he's looking for that reaction from me, and I'm like, yeah, it. 
yeah, yeah, it was a movie, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly happened. Um, I, and then the second time I saw it, the things that I didn't like about it were still very much there. Yeah. But I feel like I enjoyed it more the second time because I think once you've kind of got it in your head, what, how the film plays out, it's kind of easier to get on board with, I think, okay. because you're not constantly... So something, for example, like um, I I don't think this is a bad thing. I like Professor Hulk. Right. I actually really like Professor Hulk. But the first time you see that, the first time he comes on screen when you're watching that film for the first time, I was like, "All oh, right, oh, so this is the Hulk now." Yeah. Okay. They've just made this like, and then it's the same when Thor comes on. It's like, wow, they've just made these like, these drastic changes. I feel like to different... these like yeah. really like infamous like what well, really famous characters that we have an idea of how they should be yeah and suddenly our expectations have been changed and it's like it took me quite a long time to like the first time to like get on board with professor hulk because i was like well this isn't the character that i've grown to love and i'm expecting to see in this fight you know quotation yeah. marks, final movie you know what i mean i think the weird thing a difference between professor hulk and uh four is at least with four when you see him after the five years like you get you get a sense of what he's done to get there. Yeah. Like he's just he's he's gone off the deep end. He's drunk. Uh, he's gone become a drunk. He's become lazy. We also know why because he missed the mm. the shot at the, the end of Infinity War. For Hes- Professor Hulk, it was like, oh, okay, what? <laughs> so your 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 big character development for the Hulk was just done between those five years. Yeah, because it feels like they have an arc. Like that, that is going to take place over the course of Infinite War and Endgame with yeah. the Hulk and Bruce Banner, and then it's it's just glossed over and mm. it's just resolved off screen, which I think is bizarre. So it took me a while to kind of get on board with this is the Hulk now. I will see. I will say that as a, a criticism of the film of like, why couldn't you've done anything but over the whole of the two films to like a communicate? Apparently, they tried to put it in, in the battle at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, I heard about that. But they just couldn't because it was like an upper when the end is supposed to be a downer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It just does feel really sort of bizarre just to, yeah. to to just sort of jump to. And also the Hulk's fine now, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. I, do, I just don't think... And I think it's because they're juggling much more... I'm not going to say like bolder because, it, you know, it's still just the Avengers... <laughs> But they're definitely <coughs> jugging a lot more bizarre stuff in Endgame than they are. Like, I think Infinity War is a much more airtight movie. I, by a long shot. I, I, I agree with you, but I, I was this, it was this really good review that I was listening to that really put it well, the difference between Endgame and Infinity War. Infinity War is more focused, um, but the, the Infinity War is cheating because it doesn't have to end properly. And I really, I like that analysis because I think that, like, that is the, the when comparing them, that's why it becomes so strange because in Endgame has so much weight to go through and it has, like, it's like Infinity Wars, like, hey, the big party, right, here we go. And now all of the rest of the stuff over to this guy. Uh, half the universe is dead. Hello. <laughs> I get in you. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, the Infinity War doesn't, doesn't resolve in the way that like like in a way that you would like if that was how 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe ended, it would be very unsatisfying. Oh yeah, but obviously it's not gonna. And I, I, I get what you're saying. It's like the, it, it, you know, it was building up to a cliffhanger. But I just think the way things are handled in that film is a lot tighter. Like I think the character interactions in Infinity War feel a lot more natural because it's I again I feel like Endgame makes so many kind of drastic changes to a few characters that like whereas Infinity War feels like what it's been building up to mm. and it's those characters that you know in like interacting with each other in like interesting ways I think that the balance of humor and action in Infinity War is a lot better yeah I think Thanos. I'll get to that because that is my biggest gripe of the film is how Thanos is handled. But I think like Infinity War, like Thanos is just dealt with much better, and he f- he's like he feels like a real intimidating presence that I don't I feel like is cheated in Endgame. Um, like my biggest problem with Endgame is that they kill off Thanos, they kill off our Thanos in the first ten yeah. minutes of the film, and instead we get this thanos who has no history or relationship with any of these characters even though the last film spent two and a half hours building up a history and a relationship with all these characters you know like thanos's relation to them and then endgame just sort of is like well no they kill him for sort of shock value and then it's like okay well now we have this other thanos and he comes out of nowhere but he doesn't he doesn't sort of know or care about any of these people or what's going on so it's like well why is he here then like why did we bother setting up all that history in the last movie to just have instead this like hollow just kind of basic thanos who's hmm. just who's just evil well, he's just a but he's just an evil boy the <laughs> reason why he's not as good is he's just he's not as matured because the last film was obviously about thanos and like the obviously when the moment when Thanos like throws Gamora off the cliff is mm. like a real sense of like maturity in that character like he now realizes he will do anything to achieve that goal so it is like it is a shame that you are by the end robbed of that Thanos yeah because why would you get rid of a character who has that weight on his shoulder like a villain who has that weight on his shoulders mm. instead like I said we just we just have this generically evil Thanos and he's the villain now because Thanos has to be in it but we killed off initial thanos which i feel was for like i you know it's a good moment yeah and i get it's important you know i think it's good it's a good moment for thor <laughs> yeah obviously his instinct would just be like well now i can just get him mm. it does raise the question right go on right they spend the entire of fucking infinity war trying to get that glove off his fucking hand right in endgame they show up and they just chop it off why didn't they just fucking chop in Infinity War when they're all ooh, when they're all trying to get the glove off? Why did Doctor Strange just do his circle thing around Thanos's hand and just chop his fucking hand off? I mean that was said at the time, wasn't it? I don't think it was. Plus, in the, when they chop the glove off, he doesn't have Infinity gone, uh, gems on it. But they still, like, they still just chopped his hand off. I don't know. Maybe you can't. like why can't they just chop his hand off in the well, movie? Well, like, I, d- I don't know. I think that that was already a plot hole that was brought up before, but I think that the idea was supposed to be that with the the gems, he was more powerful. That's why he took the armor off. Uh, and then when they finally came back for him, he didn't have the gems anymore. He destroyed them. Instead of you should have gone for the head, he should have been like, you should have gone for my arm. You should have chopped my arm off. <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to click my fingers. I, but that's, that's nitpicking. Yeah. I get that. That was just me bringing that up just now. 
but I, what I was saying was like I I think that's a good moment for Thor, but I don't think it's a good moment for Thanos. I think it's played too much for a shock because you're like, what's going to happen next? But I I genuinely felt cheated. I was like, you built yeah. up such a fascinating character just to kill him off in the first ten minutes of this one, and now instead we're just going to get this this sort of Thanos light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'll yeah. I guess it's one of the the things of a film this big is that like trying to do this like when you're trying to pull this string it tugs at that string and you're like must be it must have been so hard to like balance it all and i imagine so which i feel brings me quite naturally to the next point is why i really hate captain marvel in this film yeah well and as in she doesn't have a character in this as film? in as in the whole pulling of the string like introducing her she's just a fucking nuclear bomb yeah and she could just fucking like I find it so bizarre her power level. She swoops in and she fucking destroys this ship. How is she not just able to like fucking missile like right <laughs> into Thanos and just take him the fuck out? But instead she goes down and just punches him a little bit. And then he punches her back and it's all there's a bit of punching. Like that whole thing of this this more thingy like this more kind of difficult balancing act. I do wonder if that's why she's not in the film for most of it because they yeah. didn't know how to fit her in to where she wouldn't just be able to just handle every situation you know what i mean which does make where you raise the question why why bother bringing her in this film why not just like wait, start wait. phase four with yeah, her. yeah. Well, she starts she can be like she would be a, probably a great new face to phase four um it does it she does seem to be devoid of a character here it's complete she is complete deus ex machina yeah she shows up like instead of Tony Stark and Gamora using their intelligence to figure out a way out of the situ- you know, out of being stranded in space. Captain Marvel just shows up and rescues them. Nebula. Uh, and then oh sorry, yeah, I said Gamora, yeah, Nebula. <laughs> and then um it's the same at the end. It's like, oh that this this ship is raining missiles down on them. How are these characters gonna get out of this? It's fine, Captain Marvel's here at the last second. Mm. And she just blows up the ship, and you're like, which is okay. why everyone was scared. It just felt like tension. And I, the thing is, is like I, I'm, I cannot stress enough. Like I didn't like Captain Marvel in this film, yeah. but I liked, I liked Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel yeah. the film. Like I know a lot of people really seem to dislike it. I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoy. I liked that it. it kind of had this kind of weird like indie film vibe about it, even though it's a fucking huge budget <laughs> like MCU blockbuster. Um. So it's it's nothing against like that character or anything. I just don't like the way she's she's d- dealt with in this film. Yeah, where she is just she can just do whatever. So it's like, well, where are the stakes then? If we could just have Captain Marvel swoop in and blow up the spaceship, and I get you. I do. I did kind of feel like she was completely just devoid of any character. She only gets, she gets that one bit that's really cool where she goes up to Spider Man and she's like, "Can I get that off?" Yeah, which is a good moment i feel like it's a bit too when all when you know all the all the females come in i feel like it's a little bit too pat on the back kind of moment i like the way it was handled in infinity war a lot more yeah because it that scene where you know she's like oh you're gonna die alone and then scarlet uh black widow's like she's not alone and she turns around and you know they're there and then they all beat up the daughter of thanos together it's a bit more natural and it feels more natural yeah it feels a lot more naturalistic whereas the, that part in Endgame just felt very like just pandering to me especially since the character who initiates it Captain Marvel is a character who 
has barely been in the movie. She's been in the movie for fucking two minutes. Yeah. Why is that not? Why is that not anyone else? Why is that not Nebula? <laughs> Nebula has been pretty much the focus of most of the movie. Yeah. Why isn't it her that's fucking running the gauntlet? Yeah. You know, towards Ant Man's van. What a fucking weird movie. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just think that I think that moment could have been so much better if it wasn't just the the sort of panderingy way that they 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 set it up. Mm. I don't know. Just things like that. Just things like that. But like, but then I like the movie. Yeah. Like I, I really did like it. I think that the problem, the, thing. The, the weird thing about it is that you just, it's so many choices they had to make, and like, um, yeah, there's just up and down. And I feel like I came out of it, and I was a bit exhausted, and I was like, I think I liked it. Yeah, I think I liked it. And then I think the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, do you know what? I still think of it as really impressive because like this still this whole thing shouldn't have worked. And I really appreciated, even though even though it was fucking long, the structure of the film was done in such a cool way where it allowed them time at the beginning to like start slow. I really appreciated that, like after the snap, it wasn't like, and then we're into an action scene, and then yeah. the next action scene, and then the next action scene. I really liked like watching the characters, like for just just mm. breathe in that for a moment. And I was really scared that they were gonna jump really yeah. quickly onto the next thing. There's a very somber a, like yeah. vibe for the first hour, isn't there? I I was really scared they were just gonna keep jumping. They were gonna jump into the next thing, next thing, next thing, just because they they need they have got yeah. so much to go through. And I appreciated that they gave it time. Did uh, you find it like because the first so much happens in that opening kind of 20 minutes i remember like after they killed they chopped Thanos' head off <laughs> and i just had this moment where i was like how is this three hours <laughs> like we're already i thought this was going to be the first hour like i yeah. i genuinely thought the spaceship stuff was going to take up like a big chunk of the like the first half hour of the movie yeah um but it's like within minutes it's just resolved um, but by the way, Robert Downey Jr. acting at that moment is fucking, fucking amazing. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when he comes off that spaceship and he's all skinny and he's he's fucking telling Captain America to fuck off. It's like, holy crap! Yeah. That was I was like, I've Robert Downey Jr. has always been good at playing uh, Tony Stark, but like at that moment, I was like, Jesus Christ! Those like desperate kind of emotional. Yeah, beats. like yeah. you you've really played that one. His interaction with Nebula I thought was really good, and the fucking uh, you've already mentioned it, but Nebula, Karen Gillan as Nebula throughout yeah. this whole thing has been astounding like really great. who'd have thought she was like one of the best character arcs in like the whole of yeah. the mcu um i really liked that i really liked... it's almost her film yeah like, but I... that's really cool in fact i almost wish that they'd kind of gone back and reworked the the infinity war and um endgame so it was just a bit more her film yeah it could have just been her film i thought that was really really cool um i love the the my favorite scene was the when they unsnap the snap um and they bring everybody back um that could have they could have so easily just been like you know dun, 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 here's all you heroes like popping back into place yeah. everyone's okay but the way they do it where like ant-man just notices that there's more birds in the sky yeah and then hawkeye's phone starts ringing and it's his wife and i was like Man, this is fucking. This is dramatic. Yeah. Like this is this is so much more well handled than it could have oh, been. And that moment where it's quiet, and then Sam goes on your left, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah." It's a lovely that it's just that one quiet moment, and then you're like, "Wait, does what?" <gasps> it's like everybody's back. I, I wish I, I, people really praised that last battle. I must admit, I wish it was somewhere. Uh, yeah, I really I feel wish. The same. Like, I feel like that. Did... That yeah, that's been my problem with them. Um, like all the 
the the Russo brothers Marvel stuff is that a lot of the the bigger action sequences don't seem to have an impact on anyone other yeah. than the superheroes. So it's like in Civil War they they have a fight in a big empty airport, and then in Infinity War you know they have a fight in a big empty field outside Wakanda. But at Wakanda. least felt that the a fight on the field in, in Wakanda felt more tangible, felt more real. You could see like trees in the background. But that also it was like yeah. landmarks and stuff. Whereas this one does feel like just a big. Wasteland. I think there's a, there's also a lot more. There's a lot more intensity and a lot more immediacy to the fight in Infinity War because, yeah. like, you know what the consequences are if they lose. Whereas, I think by the time you get to the end of Endgame, you know that they're going to be. Well, yeah, I, like, the yeah. battle in terms of tension, I'm not too worried about the battle. I just wish it I had a big fucking grin across my face the whole time. Yeah. Because it's ma- it is the most comic booky yeah action sequence i've ever seen and it, it, like it's, when you get those big splash pages in comic yeah. books where it's just everybody like that was that was it and it's like unprecedented in oh, film i think up until now absolutely like, mental um i didn't even notice apparently how the duck was in that what battle how, yeah i saw I the still like, image yeah. i was like i didn't even see it because there's so much happening did you see thor's iron brew ball yes yeah i did notice did you see that. his fucking innocent he's drinking innocent gun as well oh i never noticed yeah, that one in the in the same scene like when they're when they go to visit him in in new asgard um that's the beer he's drinking he's drinking an innocent gun i liked korg back and korg the- being back was because that's the the second you saw valkyrie i was like i swear to fuck god korg better be like <laughs> hanging out he's wearing fucking taco yeah, fucking sure. pajamas. yeah that's brilliant um what did you think of the ending of our, our major characters what did you think of iron man's ending uh, yeah no it was great yeah, yeah I, I thought it was very early. I didn't find it emotional to begin with I don't know why I feel like if I rewatched it I would because I really actually think the Pepper Potts resp- oh, well the first time the initial reaction for some reason I didn't connect with the Peppy Pot- Pepper Potts going like oh you can rest now it's fine I feel like thinking about it more if I watched it again I would connect with it more but before it I was like uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure if I've like was something didn't connect with his death but then the bit where they float out the proof Tony Stark has a heart bit, yeah. suddenly, like, that sort of cool back, that just subtle, I was like, oh, oh. No, you know what really did it for me, Danny? Oh, it has to be happy, doesn't it? I mean, it? It, no, I was going to say, it had to, it's got to be the kid from uh, Iron Man 3 that <laughs> confused everybody with his presence. Like, it's, it's a very distracting thing. In it's this so distracting, because I was watching it, I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a nice nod, but it is very distracting. Uh, I like happy scene afterwards where he says, oh, your dad likes cheeseburgers. Yeah. I was like, that was, was really, really emotional. I didn't feel emotional about Black Widow scene. No, because that, that scene is handled terribly, I think, per- personally. Yeah. like, uh, like It's I, a contentious I, scene. I, I, and I get that we, we should know by that point that whoever sacrificed themselves for the, the Soul Stone like is dead but i don't feel that they did a good job of like reconveying that this is yeah no no, actually i didn't because i thought that they felt i thought it felt like oh that doesn't matter like the way they the way they talk to each other about who's going to kill themselves i felt like there was a vibe of well it doesn't matter who kills himself because we're going to get brought back so it's all good but it's not until everyone started getting very emotional that i was like oh no she's gone yeah like that was it she's dead (laughs) i felt a bit undermined i'm i'm more for at that point like they're bringing Gamora back because she, I think I was like I was already like she's been she's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three yeah so I was like 
well, they've, if they're going to bring Gamora back, then however they do that, they'll do that to Black Widow. So I just didn't think she died, and I do think that kind of robbed me of like yeah. the initial reaction. Uh, I actually like how they did tackled the Gamora thing. I like that it's like she didn't, they didn't bring her back from the dead, but they still made like yeah, they're still like a Gamora. But out then there. it seems like yeah, because he's kind of searching at the end. Yeah, for, which I was like, if the next Guardians Galaxy is like a fucking search for Spock, <laughs> like oh, and also. With four. Uh, right so i was gonna say of all the things to come out of endgame like that like as guardians of the galaxy yes yes like that one scene was my favorite like that was my favorite scene the whole film and i was like i want i want this movie chris like Patton i and chris hemsworth both have like fucking yeah like they fucking crazy clip. quick comedic dialogue uh, like, uh, di- comedic timing banter like, yeah. like they're there oh, they, they they can't now they can't not they bear they fucking bear uh, like because it's too, it's too good. Everyone wants it. Yeah. Now. And plus, what they're going to do with four in the meantime? Yeah. They've got to put him somewhere. Because if they do Guardians three and Thor's in it, and then after that have do Thor four, like, yeah. oh, but I, I want as Guardians of the Galaxy. That is what I. That's all I want from the MCU now. With James Gunn back. Yeah, with James Gunn back, hundred <sighs> percent. That's good. Here's um, hoping. And what about obviously Captain America? is a big one. Did you? I didn't like it the first time because i think i was too overshadowed by i was I, the whole time i'm watching the scene and he's giving the shield to, to to falcon and in my head i'm like no no <laughs> like i don't i don't think anthony mackie's like a great actor <laughs> and i don't think falcon's a particularly interesting character so the thought of like this insanely iconic character handing the mantle to this person that i'm like yeah him all right <laughs> but i feel like i would have probably felt the same if it had been bucky i just don't yeah. find either of those two characters particularly fascinating so i think i was more overshadowed by that but the second time i saw it i got a lot more into what he had been like yeah. what he had been through and i actually find like the last shot i think is really is, like, yeah with him incredible. dancing is yeah like, it was really good that in itself brings up a lot of fucking questions about the time travel though because it's like I thought their whole thing was like doesn't Captain America going back in time and then staying and then in their timeline growing up to be like an old man doesn't that contradict what they already said I, couldn't be done may, this is just me geek fear like being a geek fan theory and stuff I presume that he was in a different universe and then, and then he came back and then he came back as an old man because obviously we saw that like uh, about Civil I mean, I'm War sure time. they'll say that now that yeah. people have pointed out that it doesn't. Well, make I mean, a lot of sense. it would. I think it would be a bit awkward if they then like maybe there was no intention. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they'll like they'll see that and go, yeah, yeah, that's totally what we meant. But like, it would any regardless of whether they meant it or not, it would be a bit awkward to go. Oh, by the way, I just you know I was in another dimension and then I had to jump over to this yeah. one. Yeah, uh, I felt like that would be how. That's how I saw it. Is like and then like once um, Peggy Carter died because you know she dies about. Mm-hmm. Civil War year anyway, uh, he like jumped over to this one to 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 make sure that his friends know that he's okay. I but that's the way I presumed it worked. Yeah, overall, good movie, very good. Yeah, good solid. I did feel a sense of. I did feel a sense of like I could aside from us Guardians of the Galaxy, I did have a sense of like I could not watch another one of these and be satisfied. Yeah, like I could be fine with that. 
I probably won't. I'll probably keep watching them. I, I will. Well, I'm actually really excited for Spider-Man. for Spider-Man. Yeah, I actually yeah. am. Like, with but I think I'm more meant. I meant. I more meant things like, you know, Falcon and. Uh-huh. Like I was like, I'm just not interested. It just doesn't. It's not. It's not speaking to me at all. Mm. I might watch WandaVision because I really like Vision. <laughs> I feel like nobody really seems to, but I, I really like, like him as a character. I was actually really surprised that he didn't. He didn't come back in any kind of capacity. Here, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess he will be coming back for this. Um, I. And what did you think of the time heist? I guess that that's the middle section. I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it was good. But I fun. thought like some of it seemed like again just more. Like a lot of like cramming stuff in. Like I thought the the Hulk, uh, what's it called? The Grandmaster, uh, Time Lord, uh, the Sorceress. No, she's the Ancient One. The Ancient One. I thought that kind of went on a bit long, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't really care about this conversation at all. I thought that but, them asking you to remember anything that happened in four two was a bit of a stretch. That was funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because the relationship with the mother, I was like, was that important? Like, I know. I, when he was like, oh, trying to warn her that she dies today, and I was like, did she? I don't remember her dying in four two. I don't you, remember um, anything about four two. Did you like Fat Thor? I did. I thought that I was love fun. It. So I, I, I had like a big argument with everybody I play D and D with because none of them liked it. Yeah. And I was like are you fucking shit me i was like i finally have the body of a god <laughs> like i fucking loved it and they were like no it was just like it was bullshit and it was it was play for laughs and stuff and i was like i don't know i was like it definitely was play for laughs yeah but i i was very happy that at no point did he go back to being a muscle boy yeah and then I that really was how he that. won the battle i loved that at the end fight he is able to do all the things that he can do as thor He's just a bigger man now. And I was like, because you know what? He's had a few more. It's not fat; it's power. That's he probably it. had original sugar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's in terms of this little summary at the end of our Hulk chat. Yeah. I feel like that's that's plenty. No, that, like I, I thought it was really impressive. I, I genuinely think both uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame is like an impressive feat of like yeah, script writing it definitely is um, just because it's just so much they're trying to do and I think it's so fascinating watching it like yeah. try, them making all these decisions and or when Captain America gets that all near yeah like cool. it was actually I think this is the, the probably the biggest testament to Endgame is how much of a cinematic experience it was because like the gasp that yeah, came in the when cinema he <laughs> when he caught it it's like that's not something that you get often especially in British cinemas that's uh-huh. not something you get very often so it is very sort of like it's kind of like cool to have been in that moment of yeah, like, yeah it was exciting um, I just hope that this conversation has helped justify my three and a half star review to the people who follow me on Letterboxd <laughs> um, but anyway that's plenty Hulk's fine I mean it's not it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible Avengers is good See you all next time. Bye. EJK7. EJK7. EJK7.